Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self love for breakfast. Hey there, welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today we have another girlfriend chat. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. I've got Deb here with me. Say hey, Deb. Hey, how's it going? What up, what up? I did. I, in the right after I said that, um, I said, wait, no, I wanted to just say what up, what up. So I just added it. <laughs> and we are, we're having a girlfriend chat today. We are chart, charting, we are chatting on the subject of things that we would tell our younger selves. Yes. So well, I'm pretty yeah. excited to get into this. Yeah. So Love what, it. what yeah. made you think of this? This was your so, idea. <laughs> I, yeah. So I'm a high school teacher and I just, just getting ready for, for work and just kind of like, cause this was my first week back fully in person after, you know, post on distance learning with the mm-hmm. pandemic. And, um, I don't know, I just kind of have to always mentally prepare and be ready. And just lots of things go through my mind. Um, since I'm teaching teenagers, um, it's a, it's a big task. Um, I personally think it's a bigger task to teach the little ones, but that's only because I, I like, I can't, that's why I teach the older ones. Mm. So anyway, get into that later. But, um, with teenagers, um, just, it always reminds me, I have to mentally prepare. Cause I always get girls, even like, even guys, like they'll come up to me and with, with just issues or I just kind of sit back and watch mm. and I can see things unfolding. And it just reminds me of when I was younger teenager or in my early adult years and just kind of things like, I, and I'll tell some of my students, oh, you guys, you don't know this, but, and I'll just kind of say when you're older, like I try, I try to teach them things that I would have wanted myself to know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, without making it too projecting or personal or anything, you know, I make right. it, vague, but I just kind of go off of what I can, what I sit back and watch with the issues that um, teenagers are going through and teenagers go through such different things than now in these days. But, um, but anyway, so that's kind of what made me kind of think like, I'm always thinking of what, like when I'm teaching my kids, like every once in a while, like, God, I wish this is what I would tell myself when I was your age. Like, yeah. so anyway, so I, and I was just thinking of that one day and that's why I um, gave you that text about that, but I thought it'd be good to talk about it because yeah. I think that we, I think anyone who's listening can resonate with at least one of the things that we say. Yeah, I think. for yeah. sure. So what's your first one? So my first one is stop trying to please everybody. Mm. <laughs> but, <laughs> And again, these are personal, but you know, personal things that I went through, but, um, and I still a little bit struggle with it today as an adult. Um, but God, just when I was just, when I was a teenager, just, I just wanted everybody to be happy and everyone to like be cool and okay. Like I wouldn't, like, I would take a bullet just to make that person okay. And like, I just, for some reason, I just wanted everyone to be on good terms. And, um, <clears throat> and that meant that I would change a little bit of myself just to kind of please people. Um, and, you know, even going into my, you know, younger adult years as well. Um, just like, I would avoid arguments just to, you know, like I was definitely an avoider just mm-hmm. to make someone happy. And just looking back, I'm like, 
Um, okay. That wasn't okay. That wasn't okay. This wasn't okay. Um, so I just, and I try to tell my high school kids that I'm like, you don't need to like, why, especially when young high school girls, they have, they're having boyfriend issues and you know, there's all this pressure, peer pressure. Oh yeah. I'm like, why are you, why are you allowing yourself to feel that way just to make him happy? Mm. Like, you know, and that's just, you know, and that's just one example. And, um, and looking back, like I did the same thing. I'm not, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have boyfriends really in, when I was younger in middle school or high school, uh, boys had cooties back then for me. <laughs> I didn't really like any of the boys that I went to school with in that manner. They were more like brothers to me. But um, I think I, I think I would still though, just kind of, I just wanted everyone to be happy and I would just try to please everyone and just go yeah. with the flow and um, not be as, I guess, not be as an individual as I am today, you know, and under, understanding today that I can't control what others are thinking about me. I can't control how others respond, how others react. I was so worried, um, in high school, um, and, and in my early adult years, how others are reacting to me. I'm like, Oh my God, I need to fix that. Like they're upset about something that I didn't even freaking do. <laughs> and, um, when I learned that in my marriage too, cause I got married young, I got married when I was 22 mm. and still going through the whole, like it, you know, I had the same brain, you know, as I did, you know, in high school wanting to please everyone. So, that was even worse because I didn't even know how to stand up on my own two feet or stand up for myself. I was so worried about what my ex-husband um, and just other people in my life, um, how they were feeling. So I was taking responsibility for their feelings and just trying to make everybody happy. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and the other things I will say, what I would tell my younger self kind of fall into that as well, like kind of bounce off of that yeah. other issues, but people yeah, pleasing. just stop trying to please everybody. What? Sorry. Yeah. People pleasing. Yeah. Exactly. I was a huge people pleaser. I still a little uh, up until a few years ago, someone, someone, I can't remember who someone said, someone mentioned that like, you're a people pleaser, aren't you? And I'm like, no, I'm just not. And I'm just, and I'm just, and I I just walk around and I smile and I'm just a nice person most of the time, not all the time. But (laughs) (laughs) I think that comes, and that comes across to some people as a people pleaser as well, but I've done a lot of internal work since then. So I know like for me, I know like no, I'm not a people pleaser anymore. I'm just cool. I'm just cool with how I'm fine. I'm cool. Yeah. You now, you have the discernment now to know when mm-hmm. you are people pleasing and when you are just being you or mm-hmm. nice, right? right. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a difference and there's a feeling associated with each and they're very, very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So cool. stop trying to people please is the first thing I would tell my younger self. If I could just, if she's sitting right here next to me, smack her against the head and say, stop it. Stop. <laughs> this is not serving you. This is not helping you. Why are you so worried about what everyone's thinking about you? Mm, yeah. So. I'm sure a lot of people resonate with that for sure. Yeah. So, um, mine, my first one, the biggest one probably would be to stop seeking validation from boys. Oh, yes. I spent so much time as like, even a little girl, like a little girl having crushes on like grown ass men and just like thinking, you know, when, when attention was given to me or affection was given to me by a boy I liked, or even if it was a boy I didn't like, and then they started liking me, well, then I would like, like them back, you know, Um, because the feeling was it, it filled something, you know, in me, there was, there was definitely a hole, um, there. And 
I used affection and attention, you know, well into my twenties, um, to fill that hole. And it was never enough, you know, and I was constantly focused on that. And so when I think back to, you know, being, being a kid and and being a teenager and being, you know, a 20 something year old, like, man, did I waste a lot of energy on trying to get attention, affection, love from boys and men, like, and, you know, like I missed opportunities. I missed an opportunity in, um, in high school, I was in boarding school and, and we had a, you know, pretty solid theater program and I got the opportunity to be in this off-Broadway show. And there was eight people cast and I was one of the eight. And because I was in a relationship, which we're not allowed, um, with a boy, that became, um, you know, a subject that we had to, <laughs> I was like focused on for that, right? It like put me in the spotlight and I did not handle it well. Um, and I was removed from the show and the show went off Broadway. They did a, a run in LA and that was a huge opportunity that I missed out on all because I was more preoccupied about getting attention and love and validation mm-hmm. from a boy. Um, and, you know, and he was my first love, but I, I never, um, I don't know if I never forgave myself for that, but it was really, really hard to forgive myself mm-hmm. for missing out on such a big thing. Um, and later on in life, you know, I had to tell myself if, if, if there is an opportunity or a man, you pick the opportunity. Cause if you have to choose, like the opportunity is not going to knock again, the opportunity is not going to give you another chance. The man will, if he's, mm-hmm. if it's worth it, right. Like if it's right. love, like if it's worth it or they'll make it work. So Mm-hmm. You know, that was a really big thing that I missed that I missed out on because I was so preoccupied with it. Wow. I cared so much about that. And like I said, wow. even through my 20s, like, I mean, I was engaged and I was trying to get love and attention and affection from anyone who would give it to me because I was so empty. Yeah. Wow. That kind of in that. And I feel like that goes. I mean, these all can bounce off each other. But mm-hmm. mine, the people pleaser thing, just with the whole like you wanted to just, you know, you wanted to please your boyfriend. You wanted to please, you wanted, you know, you wanted that attention so much. Mm-hmm. And a part of me, a, a, a part of me definitely felt that way too. When I was a people pleaser, yeah. like I just wanted, I just validation. wanted validation. I wanted everyone to have good feelings about me. Um, no matter what, at, even at my expense, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I would freaking have myself trampled on the ground, you know, and I did it to myself, you know, yeah. I allowed it to happen just to have someone be happy and that's not okay. And uh, so I've learned a lot about self-respect over the years for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so, it's so empty feeling afterwards too. You know, it's like, okay, so I, you know, I finally got this guy to like me now, what, you know, and then it's like, it it wasn't enough now anymore. Mm -hmm. Now I need something else. Now, you know, it was, it was really, yeah. It's just such a waste of time. Wow. I mean, obviously I had to go through that to get here, but you know, right. what a waste. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I wish, oh God, I wish all my high school kids are listening to this right now. <laughs> push this episode on them. No, seriously, just because it's, you don't know. I didn't hear stories like this when I was younger. You know what yeah. I'm saying? From people, from, I didn't, I didn't seek out wisdom from others who had been through life, who could tell mm-hmm. me these things. 
And I think it just makes such a huge difference. There are things that I'll tell, I'll go into my next thing, but uh, there are things in life that you need to go. I, I believe that you have to go through some things in life to go through them, to feel, to go through it, feel it. It's part of the process. It's part of your journey. Yeah. But, but if it can help you understand, you know, if hearing these stories can help you understand, you know, why you're doing it, you know, getting down to the deep, you know, the root of it, then I think that is super helpful. So anyway, um, I hope a lot of people are listening right now. I'm definitely going to try to push this one. This is just, <laughs> this, well, this subject is just so just near and dear to my heart. So mm. anyway, but so my, so sorry, I don't mean to interrupt yours. Do you want me you to go on to my next go. one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my next one is be kind to yourself. Um, I posted something about this, um, earlier this week. Um, and it wasn't a particular thing again, just me kind of daydreaming and just, you know, thinking of past conversations. And I have a a close friend who she just fucking tears herself apart, Mm. man. Like she'll just like, she's so hard on herself (laughs) and I'm like, why? Like just everything, how she looks, how people see her Well, I did this wrong. Um, just, and I'm like, dude, be nice to yourself. And looking, looking back, I'm like, I, I mean, I'm guilty of doing the same thing in a different manner. Like, I don't think I, you know, when I was younger, I don't think I verbally tore myself apart out loud to someone. I definitely held a lot of things in, but I, along the lines of people pleasing, like I didn't have self-respect. I was not nice to myself. I put myself way, way below others and did not think highly of, did not think highly enough of myself to have enough respect for myself, to love myself the way that I should have. Mm. Um, it, it's, I mean, just simply put, like, I would tell myself, like, be nice to yourself, especially when you fail, when you fail, when you think you're not, when I was in, I went through a bout in high school where I had really bad acne, so bad. And even as an adult, I still struggle with it, you know, from time to time. But, and I remember there was a period in my life Um, there was about a year, maybe a half a year, my junior year, I like, didn't want to go to school. I didn't, I'd always wear a hood and, Mm. um, I just would hide in my sport, my sports that I was doing. I played volleyball and softball and I just would not, I told my friends, I didn't want to hang out and they're like, and they didn't, they knew I was struggling with it, but they didn't know how bad it affected me. Cause they're like, what's wrong with you? And I just thought I was so ugly. Like I kept telling myself, like, you're so, like, you're so ugly. Like, this is not like, no one wants to hang, like, no one's going to want to go out with you. No one's going to hang out with you. Like I was not nice to myself during that period. I like, I remember being so mean to myself and my dad is so sweet. He would tell me every day, you're beautiful. Like, this is okay. This is going to like, that's going to go away. Like you're a teenager, you know, he would try to make me feel better. Um, but I, and then I would just snap back at him and be like, what are you talking? Like, no, like I am not beautiful. Like I am not, like I was so convinced in my head that I wasn't. And so looking back, I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) you were dead. You were so mean to yourself. And I mean, you know, there's, I think it was good for me to go through that because, you know, now as an adult, you know, just going off of that, if I do have a few breakouts, like I don't have those thoughts anymore. I don't, you know, I'll be annoyed. I'll be like, really? I'm 33. Come on. <laughs> like, can I please have just perfect skin for once? No. Um, you know, it's definitely way a lot better. I've I have a, you know, a better routine down. My horm- hormones are way more balanced. So thank God. But, um, I'm not mean, I, 
I can, I can say that I'm not mean to myself anymore when that happens because I'm like, eh, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and, though. So there's so many yeah. adults who are mean to themselves now. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. But mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so I'm, a, you know, my listener or our listeners, if, uh, if you haven't seen my Instagram, I have red hair, so I'm a ginger. <laughs> At least I like to call myself a ginger. Um, and, uh, I did not like my red hair. I hated it. I was, no one had red, no one else had red hair. Um, when I was young, I got made fun of when I was in elementary school. Um, I would get called carrot top. I just like, it was a gingers aren't attractive or gingers aren't cute type of mentality. And so I just, I hated my hair and I always wanted to dye it. My friends actually stepped in and they're like, we will kill you if you dye <laughs> your hair. Do you understand? You, you have your hair. No one else is you, like, no one can get that color. And did you, I didn't, did you ever read Anne of Green Gables growing up? I, I watched it. Did you watch I, it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I watched. Oh yeah. And oh, with I an E. Yep. And with yeah. an E. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Carrot yeah. T- with carrots. What'd he call? He called her carrots yeah. in class. She, yeah. she <laughs> anyway. hated, I mean, she hated her red hair and just thought she was so ugly. Yep. And exactly. Diet and turned to green. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. Yes. Yeah. I totally, totally resonate with that. So yeah, that whole mentality, I did not, I was so mean to myself and I wanted to dye my hair. I wanted to change the way I looked. Um, I think a lot of people, I mean, I think almost everyone goes through that phase in their life, but um, I do see a lot of teenage girls, you know, that I, you know, that I teach that, you know, do like, they'll say it. They'll be like, I don't like, I'll compliment. I'll try to compliment them. Like, Oh my God, you look so cute today. Or like your hair, like, I'll just try to say something nice. Um, and it's genuine. like, and they'll be like, Oh, I don't like it. And like, you know, and I'm just like, why, what are you stop it? So (laughs) stop, stop. So a little projecting there on my part. Uh, I I look at it as if it's me and I'm like, will you cut that out? Like, seriously, like be nice to yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. you at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, you go to bed with your own thoughts and that's, that's on you then if you're going to think that about yourself and you're not going to feel good. And so I would tell my younger self to be more kind to myself the way I am kind to other people. I love it. Yeah. 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 So another thing that I would tell my, my younger self, um, to lift weights and focus on being strong versus skinny. Love it. Oh my God. If I had, I mean, when I was a teenager, honestly, I didn't really think much about my body at all. Like it wasn't like an issue for me about feeling good or bad about it. Um, you know, I, I actually had pretty solid body image for the most part when I was like a teen uh, or before it. However, you know, I did get comments, um, from my mom a lot because she was like, just like, had like chicken legs and like, she was proud of that. Like she was, yeah, I have chicken legs, you know? And my sister was built like her and I'm just not like, if you see, you see my, my brother, my dad and I are like these compact little, like <laughs> chicken nuggets <laughs> that like we're super strong for like our size and stuff, you know, like, but we're, we're not by any means, you know, no one would look at me and be like, what a waif, thin little waif, you know? Um, and so, and that kind of bothered me because I felt like, you know, I didn't look like my mom. So clearly that wasn't a good thing. I reminded her of my dad, not a good thing. And I just, um, you know, that, that she would make comments like a moment on the lips, lifetime on the hips or, um, slap it on your thighs when I ate something, you know, fattening. 
And, and it was like, you know, I just, I was like, okay, I guess I'll work out. And I tried like their step Reebok and stuff like that, but it wasn't too, too big until I got to boarding school. And, and there was, um, there was a lot around food there. And of course I gained weight when I got there because, you know, um, I just got ripped out of my home. (laughs) I am in a really depressing environment. Um, it was awful. It was rough and the food was actually really good. Like the Mm. food was good. And so, yeah, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, uh, you know, when you're not used to eating all of the meals or quite so much, and then like you have free reign, you know, dessert, they're like brownies or cookies or something like that. And it's like, how many do you want? I mean, you know, like, oh, I want to like, yeah, you know, and just not thinking about it. And I gained a bunch of weight and, and then it was put on me that I had food issues and that I was a food addict because I had gained weight while at boarding school, while depressed, while the food was good. It's crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, you know? Um, and so, yeah, like I had gained weight and then, and then it became this battle of, of losing weight and gaining weight. And when I lost weight, I was praised and it was good. And, and it meant that I was doing well. And if I, and if I wasn't on a food plan, then I wasn't considered doing well. And if you wanted to get through the school, you had to do well and you had mm. to be in recovery for something. Um, mm. And so, yeah, it took some years actually. And like being at school and there was a point where I was like, I'm not going to be on a food plan because I'm fine. Um, you know, I was like singing and dancing and rehearsing for hours and stuff. And I like got skinny again and I wasn't eating what, uh, the food plan. And so people were like, okay, I guess we'll leave you alone, but that stayed with me. And so through my twenties, I mean, I had done every damn diet. And if you guys have listened to any of my nutrition episodes, like I've done like the slim fast and I only lean cuisines or I'd pop diet pills or like if there was a new thing that you told me or if I happened to catch a late night infomercial, I was buying it. Mm -hmm. If there's a magic pill out there, you guys, which there is not, I would have found it. (laughs) I promise (laughs) you, I would have found it. Um, And so that really caused some like really damaging, you know, obviously body image, self-image and it didn't matter how skinny I actually was. I never felt like I was. I never felt like I looked like I was. I was always picking myself apart. But if I had just learned to lift weights and been told like, no, this is good and, and you'll look great and you'll feel better and, and you'll be strong and like, let's focus on strength as opposed to like the skinny. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine like what my confidence would have been like and and just, you know, and, and what, how I would have felt in my body in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I, I love really that. wish I had found it. So oh, <laughs> preach. No, I, I love that. That's something that is a huge, you know, misconception of, um, you know, people not, people not knowing the truth about, about fitness, about nutrition. And it takes a lot of work to learn all of that, but yeah. shit, like, you know, like you said, like just a couple of comments, either, whether it's from your mom or it's just things that stay with you about, you know, your food plan that stays with you. And, mm-hmm. and then it, it, it can destroy you and it can destroy yeah. your self image and, you know, pull out the rabbit hole. So, yeah, it took a long time to find food freedom. You know, I mean, I found lifting and then I eventually found food freedom um, because I just believed that I couldn't eat this, that, the other thing, you know, if I wanted to look a certain way, and finding out none of that was true was like a really big shift in my belief system. Yeah. But, you know, it took me to, to do that like way late yeah. in life. Yeah. 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 Love it. Yeah. And that, well, and especially I was just thinking, you know, with your mom saying, you know, the whole chicken legs and being proud of that there was in that era way back when, even probably when we were younger, 
the whole, you know, being, you know, the stick thin, like that was huge. Yeah. 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 The supermodel era, the nineties supermodel era. It was huge. Yeah. And I think I resonate with you because I am short and stocky and my torso is like, this is like an inch long, like very small. (laughs) I am very, my, you know, and so I'm not built like that. I'm just like, it's impossible. I would try to look, I would try to look like some of my friends who were as big as my pinky, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, bless their heart. That's seriously how they were built. They weren't even trying. And I'm just, and I would try to look like them. And I'm like, God, I was like, I just, I can't do it. They would, I would, let's put it this way. I'll say this one last thing about that. I would eat what they ate and they would lose five pounds and I would gain fucking 20. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't understand this. Why are you so tiny? And I'm eating exactly what you're eating. And I'm like blowing up. Exactly. Well, yeah, I get it. But that was a good one. Um, (laughs) A message I think everyone should hear boys and girls, you know, women towards women, but guys too. Um, So my next one is communicate. Um, I, I wish my younger self would know how to communicate. And, and I think a lot of it was, um, the avoidance thing, like just avoiding confrontation and avoiding, um, things just because I was a people pleaser, right. It kind of, they kind of go off of each other. Um, it becomes a a whole, it it becomes a whole series of bad habits when you're a people pleaser, I tell Mm. you. Um, you're afraid to communicate your true feelings because you don't, you don't like how the other person's reacting to your feelings. Um, I think in high school, I was such a people pleaser that I really didn't like communicate anything that was true to me or that I wanted. And then when I say communicate, I mean, communicate it with myself, like literally have talks with myself in my head. I think I would. And I think I would just like go in circles because I would convince myself, no, 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 no. Just wait and see what other people say. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't like make a finalized like decision in my head about how I felt about something. Mm. So I did that. And then I wouldn't, and then I wouldn't. And then of course, then I'm not going to say it out loud. Like I would just totally like go with the flow. Like, um, so anyway, just, I wish I, I wish I knew how to communicate. I wish I had gone to therapy a long, long time ago. Um, you know, just briefly, you know, my mom passing away when I was 17, I didn't go to therapy until I was 30. And it wasn't just, and it wasn't for that. It was for others. It was for something else. And then that got brought up. Oh yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Right. And so, you know, my therapist, you know, she was just like, um, you know, and without judgment, she's like, and you didn't go after your mom died. And I'm like, Nope. And she's like, Oh, okay. You know, and just, we got into yeah. other things, but she was even like, why didn't she go? Um, and, uh, so that, anyway, that happening, I just, I did not know how to communicate how I felt about that, let alone everything else that happened in my life thereafter. Um, and it, it got me in a lot of trouble, to be honest. And we can, I can get into that more in depth um, in a later episode, but yeah. it just, just, it's, I've learned that it's so important to communicate with your friends, with whoever you're romantically involved with, especially with co- anybody, like just yeah, if that's something- such a good one. Like that's such yeah. a good one. It's so hard. I, I there's so many grown ass adults that do not know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Just yep. do not know how to communicate, and then they expect you to know what why they're mad or why they're upset mm-hmm. or like they just expect you to know, you mm-hmm. know, and assume and make assumptions instead mm-hmm. of asking, hey, you know, and checking something out. Yeah. 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 People are afraid of what others are going to say if they voice their true Mm. feeling or opinion or, Hey, this is bothering me. 
Yeah. And, and to be honest to this day, I still like, I have to rehearse things. I'll do it, but I have to like rehearse it. I have to be ready. And I have to like mentally prepare myself sometimes of like, it's okay how they react. Like I have to tell myself that, but that's just something I need to do. And that's the work that I've done to be able to communicate with someone. Yeah. And, um, and Oh God, like, I just, no, if I was the worst communicator, the like, I look back and I'm like, what? <laughs> but you know, you don't know what you don't know. And until, until, you know, and so when I didn't, I went through a bunch of shit, finally went to therapy, still went through a bunch of shit after therapy. Mm. I wasn't, it wasn't a magical, like, Oh, I'm fixed. You know, it's, no. it's a lot of work, but, um, I wish I had, I wish I had no, known how to communicate and ask it's, questions. It's so interesting too. Cause like the boarding school that I went to, like that's what we did. We communicated. We over communicated. It was like extra communicated, like <laughs> so much communication. And, and so like that kind of, you know, the other side of the pendulum of where, you know, I'm in my twenties and I, I'm telling um, a boyfriend of mine, like, Hey, you know, there's this guy I work with and I'm like super attracted to him. And he's like, what <laughs> did you do anything? Well, no, the, the, <laughs> but you know, said it. Does he know? Like, no, I just needed to tell you because like that, you know, I felt like I had to be honest about everything. Yeah. And it was like, and it was like really alarming to people because it was like too much. <laughs> <laughs> like no one needs to know, you know, but I did, I didn't understand. I didn't know. I just mm. felt I had come from a place where communication was everything. And like, you felt, you know, you were made to feel guilty about little things um, mm-hmm. and thoughts and feelings. And so it was like, I, th- I'm going to do the right thing. And I'm like out there in the world, like telling, you know, stuff that I didn't need to be telling. And if you and I could have both come together and found a medium when yeah. we were younger, we could teach each other. <laughs> right. Just like tone, yeah, I need to tone it down and you just need to like bring it up in a couple of notches. We've been all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. That's what uh, works. So yeah, I think, I'm trying to feel into this last one. Um, you know, I think, I think slow down mm-hmm. is a good one. And this is a message I get. I've been getting a lot in the past few weeks is slow down. And it's been coming to me in different ways. And I think, you know, as a kid, I wanted to grow up super fast. I mean, which, you know, I, I came from a really messed up like home life and, and all of that. And so wanting to grow up meant freedom for me but I never slowed down. I never settled. I never sat with, you know, it was always the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And, you know, all through my twenties, I moved. I mean, I lived in eight or so States, I guess, within like something crazy like that within like 10 years, you know, I just kept moving, um, onto the next, onto the next in a different job. And, um, I didn't really have, you know, a specific goal. Like I, I did at one point um, and I, you know, continuously was working towards that goal, but I just, I needed to do everything fast. It needed to happen now. Yeah. And looking back and especially even over just like the last like 10 years or so, just seeing that in, in so many ways that I tried to do things so fast, I skipped steps. Yeah. I, because I just wanted to get to the finish line and I never understood the, the journey, like the journey is supposed to feel like the destination. If the journey doesn't feel like the destination, like we need to, the journey is what needs, yeah. 
work, not necessarily where you want to go. Where you want to yeah. go is is going to forever shift. The, yeah. the, the target's going to keep moving. You know, I have goals today that, you know, a year ago I was, I was trying to reach where I'm at right now, you know? So it's like, that's always going to shift and always going to change, but I didn't understand that. So I just flew through this journey at warp speed mm-hmm. as fast as I could to just get to the finish line. And there were so many things along the way that I may have done or started because I, you know, I thought this was going to be the thing and then like abandoned it. Cause I was like, that's not the thing. Right. right. But, which if I had just slowed down, I would have yeah. never even bothered or right. I would have been a little bit more focused and a little bit yeah. slower and, and happy to be happy in the moment. Right. Yeah. It's overlooked sometimes, right. To just be in the moment mm-hmm. and to just, you know, go through the journey, you know, and just, uh, I'm guilty of the same thing. Um, yeah. My dad always said, um, Deborah, your name means busy bee for a reason, I guess, because you don't slow the frick down. Like anytime, like he just, you know, my family is always like, God, you're so busy. And, I, mm. and, you know, and that's something, and even right now, like I try to slow down and I try to have my, you know, my moments, but um, then that takes work too. Yeah. Is to just, especially if that's yeah. innate, innate, if that's you, that's your nature, you know, if that's your like, nope, I'm, you know, there's nothing wrong with being driven and with wanting to do things, you know, like you said, but it, you know, just to, I resonate with that. So yeah. just to, to, to slow down, I have to remind myself that today. Slow down. And it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's been interesting, um, you know, cause I've been actively trying to slow, like the last few years, I've been trying to be more mindful and more intentional, I guess you could say with what I do. Um, you know, in 2019, I had this like crazy goals list. Like there were so many things on it. One of them was, you know, I wanted to be a speaker. Um, I wanted to start speaking on stages. And so I was like, okay, I want to be a speaker. What do I need to do? And I like started like going through the process and like learning about speaking and doing all that. And then I set up, um, a speaker reel. Like, so I hired a videographer, I put together an event. I got three other women involved so we could like split the cost and all have walk away with videos. Right. And I was just like, go, 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 push, push, push. Got a couple of talks, practiced them, felt really good about it. Um, And then after I'm looking at this video and I'm like, why do I hate this so much? (laughs) Like, is it my face? Like, do I not like how I look? Like, cause I don't always love seeing myself on camera, you know? Um, But I was like, is that what it is? Or, you know, I wasn't sure what it was. And I just wasn't willing to put it out there into the world. And I couldn't figure out why. And then finally I saw something someone else did speaking and it just, it just hit me. You are not wearing what you want to be wearing. You're wearing what you feel like you should be wearing. Mm. You are not speaking on what lights you up. You are speaking on what you think you should be speaking on just like to check the box to do it. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that I was literally going to throw away this chunk of money that I had spent on, not just the video, like the event and all of that, and also the editing, but you know, that because it just wasn't me, it was a watered down version of me because mm-hmm. my goal was to speak and how can we, um, appeal to whoever, like, how can I be most appealing to anybody who, who would be booking instead mm-hmm. of me stepping into who I am speaking on right. what lights me the frick up and mm-hmm. wearing like, this is me. And you know what, if I'm not for you, that's cool. I'm not for you. Um, but I know whoever does hire me is going to be so damn glad that they did it. 
Mm-hmm. Right. But that was just one example. And there are so many Deb. Oh my God. There <laughs> so many, cause I make shit happen. Right. I get the idea and I just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's better to, I get an idea and then I have to like slow down. I have to feel into the idea. I have to like really truly decide, is this something I want to do right now? Or is this something that I am, I'm mm-hmm. moving towards and, and learning that and, and, and applying it has been really hard I applied and got accepted into grad school. Okay. And I am not set to go until at least March of next year, maybe not until July. So I gave myself all of this space now to decide. Yeah. Because if it's not the thing, I don't want to find that out (laughs) eight months into grad school. Right. Yeah. And I bet that's so hard for you to slow down. You probably have to like tell yourself. (laughs) Yeah. It's so hard. And it's like whack-a-mole because it's not just one thing. There's always like so many things. And then I get this message, slow down, slow down, you know, yeah, I have to, I have to listen. So if I had, you know, maybe knew that, maybe if I had known that as a kid, you know, just slow down and and be here now, you know, if you wake up in the morning and you look at your calendar and you're like, oh, well, there's a problem, but yeah, be excited about every single day. Yeah. Love it. Kind of, it would, might, might relieve some anxiety for, yeah. you know, just a little bit for, cause that can make you anxious for sure. Yeah. yeah. So good. Love so it. Good. So we have, what are, let's name them all off. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? So we have, so, you would tell yourself not to people please. Yes. Or to stop people pleasing. Stop people pleasing. Um, why am I blanking on your middle one? Cause I know your last one is to communicate. Oh, uh, be kind to yourself. <laughs> be kind to yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, and mine was the body image stuff to, to get, be strong, not skinny. Um, what was my first one? This is like, like what is it, minutes ago? <laughs> <Okay>. our brains, <laughs> your first one was, um, oh yeah. Validation. Yes. Seeking, I was gonna say, okay. Stop seeking outside validation or don't seek outside validation from boys and men, especially mm-hmm. and slow down, slow down. There we go. Those There's, were good. Those were good. Those were amazing six things I would tell my younger self. Things. She would be like, she'd just be killing it. She'd, I know. she'd just listen to us. <laughs> Yourselves are so proud of us right now. Uh, <laughs> all right, Deb, tell our friends where they can find you. You guys can find me on Instagram at gingerspice28. Yep, that's it. That's all I got. I got a Facebook. I'm never on it. I don't have Twitter. I just, it's I'm fine. Instagram. There you go. <laughs> one, one touch point is perfect. Uh, you guys, if you like this episode or if you have anything to add to it, I would love to hear, you know, what would you tell your younger self? I would love it. Slide up in my DMs at Axel Rose on Instagram. And I cannot wait to hear from you. So have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for checking in with us today and bye for now. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram story, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.